It's Samantha. And Danielle. Welcome to Can You Talk, a podcast about body confidence and self-acceptance. We're sisters on a journey to love ourselves better. Each episode will explore different aspects of body confidence and we'll share our unique experiences. If you're currently struggling with accepting your body or you need more support in your journey towards self-love, we want to be there for you. We hope you enjoy it. So this week we have a different kind of episode, and as most of you probably know, or hopefully you do, Taylor Swift dropped a surprise album last week, and it is called Folklore. And so for the first half of this episode, we are going to provide our thoughts and reactions to the new album, and then the second half, we'll be discussing our relationships with exercise. So kind of all over the place, but that's okay. (laughs) We're so excited to have a guest this week who is the Taylor Swift expert and our good friend, Jenna. (laughs) Jenna, thanks for coming on Can You Talk? Thank you, guys. That was the best introduction I think I've ever had before. Um, <laughs> so I hope I can live up to the T Swift expert um, title you've given me here. <laughs> <laughs> so the first question, Jenna, is what was your initial reaction? Because this was a complete surprise to all of us. So what was your initial reaction when you found out? So Oddly enough, I woke up and I, I, the other day I was saying, I was like, Taylor Swift has not posted that much recently or anything that I've seen. And so I looked on Instagram, was scrolling through, saw she posted some stuff. I liked it, didn't read any of it. And I'm driving to work and my phone is blowing up and people are like, oh my gosh, are you freaking out right now? Are you freaking out? And I'm like, yeah, I am. <laughs> and so I immediately went to Taylor Swift's page because I didn't want it to seem like I didn't know. Um, but I was... I was honestly just shocked, um, but it was probably the best way it could have happened because normally I've got like weeks knowing the album's going to drop, wondering what's going to you know, happen, wondering what kind of music she's going to put out, freaking out that I might not like it. And so I had zero time for any of that. And uh, I was just truly uh, impressed. It was amazing. I, I, I <laughs> honestly, I have no words. She was, uh, I think this is probably one of the best albums she's ever put out. High praise from an expert. (laughs) (laughs) So what are like some of your favorite songs, would you say? So, and this is something Samantha and I have actually talked about multiple times since (laughs) last Thursday or Friday or whenever it was. Um, And it changes probably on a daily basis. But gut reaction when I first uh, listened to it at 12.01 on Friday morning, um, Mm -hmm. the one, obviously, I think the fact that the first line of the first song of the album was, I'm doing good, I'm on some new shit, and mm-hmm. that just set the tone. I was like, I don't need to listen to anything else. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, uh, and I would say, so the one, I would say Exile, because her collaboration with Bonnie Vare, I'm obsessed with Bonnie Vare. Um, so I was really excited about that one, and the lyrics are incredible. Um, And then August, I think that one is super nostalgic in so many ways and um, gave me all the feels when I was listening to it the first time. You had said something to me that stuck with me. Um, And it was that she's finally making the music that she listens to. Can you go into that a little bit? Yeah. So I, I just feel like we kind of like in a weird way, especially cause we're all kind of similar in age, we've kind of grown up with her and like alongside of her. So all the things she's saying about in her, her first album, um, her self-titled album, 
everything she's saying about then kind of, we could relate to. It's like poppy. It's like young love, things that aren't too serious. Um, a little bit country, which Samantha, I'm not sure how much you related to that, but, um, <laughs> but we kind of grew with her. So, you know, mm-hmm. each album that came out, it got a little bit more, you know, it was a little bit more relevant to what we were going through. I remember on my 22nd birthday, 22 had come out maybe a mm-hmm. year or two prior. Um, and it, you know, everything has been relatable. So finally, you know, she's always kind of been like the guilty pleasure out of all the music I listen to. And I think for the most part, we all kind of listen to the same type of stuff. But uh, I finally feel like she's listening or she's creating the music that she typically listens to and that resides well with her. So, you know, I feel like we've grown Mm -hmm. up with her and we're finally at a point where like this to me feels like the most mature album that she's ever written. Um, So, yeah. So there are a bunch of theories that, you know, immediately people got to work like dissecting the lyrics and stuff. So there are theories ranging from like, you know, um, that Betty is the name of Ryan Reynolds and Blake Lively's kid, which they might have confirmed. I'm not even sure. And then there's also the love triangle, which she did confirm. Mm -hmm. But what are some of your favorite like unproven or unproved is that I don't know which word to use theory that you've read about or that you've come up with yourself okay I know what you're I know what you're getting at right now (laughs) um and I did not come up with this because I confirmed earlier today that I read this article correctly and I don't think it's I kind of twisted it to make it my own thing but so two (laughs) theories one not even regarding this album in any way shape or form that we'll get to but um with the song Betty I listened to it once through I was like cool love story it's you know not really listening too much to the lyrics and then a coworker of mine texted me and was like oh my gosh she's talking about kissing a girl and I was like okay relatable so had to listen to it over and in my head I'm like okay she's telling a story about how she was in high school and you know she's been a huge advocate for LGBTQ community Um, And that's been a huge thing on her platform. And I'm like, maybe this is when she's finally at least saying that at some point in her life, she may have been in love with a girl. So then I started reading that it might be a story that she's telling. But I did read one article that said she is named after James Taylor. Mm -hmm. And so the perspective is from her, even though the name is James, because she's saying that it's her, but using a boy's name. So I'm holding on to that being the theory. I don't think it's correct at all. But in my <laughs> mind, when I listen to the song, I'm like, that's what she's talking about. Um, also, just to piggyback on that, this is the one theory that I am well read on. <laughs> um, because Blake Lively, Ryan Reynolds, kids, all three kids' names are in that song. Right. So J- James is also like their oldest daughter. And then I- Inez, Inez, Inez. And then um, Betty. Right. So that's what I heard that she wanted to put all three. And then from what I've read, which I don't know, you're the expert. <laughs> I'm not because but, uh, I, I cling to the theories that aren't really real. <laughs> <laughs> but from what I read, it was like from like a boy James perspective. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which, I mean, any of these theories could be accurate. Who knows? We need her to let us know what's <laughs> real so I can let go of all hope. <laughs> Taylor, let us know. 
and Jenna, you and I had talked about this a little bit too, but just whenever Taylor comes out with a new album, there's kind of just this honestly sexist idea that <laughs> that her heart has been broken or whatever. Um, and so we had talked about how like, why can't we just think that women can create something and it's not, it doesn't have to be about themselves. Like it just might be that she's a super creative writer and she's imagined all of this stuff in her own head. Like, why is it so hard to believe that? And a lot of people just resort to like, Oh, she broke up with someone again. <laughs> yeah. And in all fairness, I do feel like, you know, we've kind of all transformed at least like as fans. Cause I remember, I think it might've been when fearless came out or whenever the song mine came out, I'm like, when she gets married and have kids, she's not going to be able to release good stuff. Cause she won't have any ammo against anybody, <laughs> you know? And so I look yeah. back and I'm like, that's the worst thing I could have ever said because I think now more than ever, the songs that she's not writing specifically about relationships or breakups or anything like that are the most one relatable for a lot of people. And also, uh, you know, even people who were never fans of hers are like, oh, wow, she actually is talented and creative. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I think that's definitely helped her in her career a lot. Yeah, for sure. And um, we kind of talked about this a little bit beforehand when you were talking about how she's how we've kind of grown up with her in a way but like how how do you specifically think she's evolved from like the reputation album to folklore yeah so it's actually interesting because I feel like that album and this album are obviously drastically different but I felt like that album was one of the most pivotal moments of her career just going Mm -hmm. from being, you know, this country pop artist, you know, kind of, you know, the girl next door that everyone looks up to can do no wrong, won't say anything that she shouldn't say. Mm -hmm. And finally was just like putting her stake in the ground being like, no, I have a voice. I'm going to use my platform for whatever the heck it is that I want to say. And if you agree with me, great. If you don't, you don't. And I feel like that was the moment where she kind of put that out there and then obviously going into the lover album with um you know a lot of the kind of politically driven messages in some of her mm-hmm. songs really showcase that so I feel like this was especially I think this was the first album that came out uh folklore that had uh songs that were explicit so mm-hmm. you know it's her being like I don't need to censor myself I don't need to put on you know this persona just to make sure that my fans and the parents of my fans because a lot of her fans you know in the beginning were younger um I think it's definitely broadened her audience a lot too in that regard yeah I agree and what do you envision her concerts being like going forward because she was supposed to have the lover fests obviously those were canceled right they were canceled I think I don't I didn't get tickets Unfortunately, um, I think they were maybe trying to reschedule them. Um, but yeah, I'm not sure. But folklore like isn't I can't I couldn't imagine being in a stadium or any kind of I don't know. I just couldn't picture myself listening to those songs. They feel so intimate, like they should be played at the beach in Orlando. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's and that's so interesting you say that because I remember when she announced Loverfest and I was like, how can you only have four shows? Because 
it's almost impossible to get tickets when you have, you know, however many stadium tour or shows that you have on a regular tour. So to narrow it down to four shows in a stadium, um, you know, how does that work? So, and then again, like Mm -hmm. you said, like this album, it would be weird to listen to this in a stadium when we're normally having Mm -hmm. like very dramatic, um, show like reputation was, but I feel like if you think about it, like Bonnie Vare has, I think probably Mm -hmm. stadium shows and their, you know, their music is drastically different. So Samantha, how did you describe it the other day? You said you wanted to like curl up with a glass of red wine in a cabin or something. I thought yeah, I, I, had was a like... few, <laughs> I had a few images in my head. One was definitely in a cabin in Asheville mm-hmm. in the middle of nowhere with a glass of red wine, a fire going. It's cold out. So cozy. Um, another one was driving on a road trip, windows down, just mm-hmm. feeling happy. Yeah, when I listened to it for the first time, it was on my way home from like an hour-long drive, and I had my windows down, and it was just like the perfect little car ride album. Yeah, Danielle, <laughs> which ones are your favorite? I don't think I asked you. Um, So definitely the one is my favorite, like top one favorite. Um, I would say Invisible String and Mirror Ball are mm. probably – that's probably my top three. What about you? Mirrorball, number one. I'm obsessed with it. (laughs) (laughs) And then um, the one Mm. and August. Mm. I liked August too. It just didn't quite make my top three. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I kind of said these will likely change, (laughs) except Betty will never be in my top three. I promise I promise you well I've said this to so many people it's annoying I'm sure but I feel like every song or every album because I remember I was talking to someone right when the album came out and they're like what's your favorite album I'm like her albums are like your children or family members you can't pick your <laughs> you know some days you like one more than the other <laughs> that is so funny. that's so funny and so true <laughs> Well, now we're going to switch gears and talk about our relationship with exercise. Um, So probably like the last two weeks, I feel like my journey with exercise has been getting like a little bit better every day. (laughs) So I'm going to assume that a lot of people have a love-hate relationship with exercise. Um, I would say like up until recently, I only liked exercise when it meant that my body was getting like smaller because of it. So starting in college, like in my mind, the only reason I should exercise was to punish my body um, for being bigger than what I wanted it to be. There was really no connection to health. There was no celebrating my body. It was like strictly a punishment, which is really sad, I think. But finally, like a couple weeks ago, it clicked that like all bodies should be celebrated. So I'm not really like doing any specific diet or exercise routine, but more so just focusing on like making healthier choices, cooking meals at home, drinking more water, 
definitely having a puppy with so much energy has been like forcing me to move my body more um, and just moving my body in ways that feels good. So I'm not like tracking anything or counting calories or anything like that. Um, and that's been what's working well for me. I feel like it's a much healthier mindset for me. Um, Jenna, I would love to hear about your own relationship with exercise. Yeah, I mean, I feel like my relationship with exercise has definitely probably been the hardest relationship I've had throughout my life. Um, and mm -hmm. honestly, to your point, I think, and I think a lot of us kind of feel this way, is that we kind of go into the mindset of working out more and being more active as a punishment or as a, um, you know, response to some sort of action. So, you know, typically, and I've been, especially, you know, during quarantine, I've been, you know, the weekends are the time to kind of, you know, relax. You might have a couple more drinks than you expected to. And then it's like Monday, it's like, all right, this week I have to go to the gym every single day for at least an hour and a half. And, do X, Y, Z to make sure I can make up for whatever happened. And I've been trying to kind of get my mindset out of that. Um, mm -hmm. And that's, you know, growing up, I was super active, you know, played sports, was kind of serious about softball. And, you know, you go to college and your, your priorities change as far as that goes. The gym's probably the last thing on your mind uh, mm -hmm. when you're trying to navigate all the stuff that goes with that. But you know, one thing I think that's been real hard, um, just especially, you know, growing up and having, you know, new responsibilities and new things that, you know, kind of come up in life is the mental health portion of it. So it's mm -hmm. like this weird, vicious cycle of if I exercise, that helps my mental health. But if I'm not mm -hmm. exercising, my mental health is kind of at an all time low and the anxiety is there. And if I can't, you know, get myself motivated enough to go work out or at least do something that makes me feel better, that cycle is going to continue. So I think my focus, um, and, you know, I love what uh, you had posted earlier today about not even sticking to a routine or having any rules or guidelines, but just making small changes to kind of get you to that point. I think, mm -hmm. that, I think that's something a lot of people need, um, and obviously including myself. Awesome. Yeah, that's like Oh, sorry, Danielle. No, I was just going to say thank you for reading my post. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate it. Um, yeah, that's a really good point that I think that a lot of people, or at least I do this, where I'll eat a slice of pizza and then I'm like, well, I got to go burn those calories off because I ate that slice of pizza. And by slice of pizza, I mean like three slices of pizza because <laughs> who only has one slice of pizza? I don't know. Um <laughs> So it's just instead of, but that's a punishment to your body. And it's just, it's unsustainable to live that way. I, I don't think that that's something that you can do all the time because you get burnt out by that. And I love what Danielle says about wanting to work out to celebrate your body instead of doing it to punish it, to punish yeah. it because we're we're on this earth for such a short amount of time and to punish yourself daily because you ate pizza or because you drank beer or whatever, it just doesn't make sense because you want, you have been given this body that is able to go on walks. It's able to go on runs. It's able to do all of this awesome stuff, hiking with your dog, whatever it is. So to, to just change our perspective, to look at it 
through that lens rather than like, I ate this and so now I need to work it off. I, I feel like it's just such a healthier mindset and it's not easy by any means, but I I no longer beat myself up if I if I don't work out. Especially when work is crazy, like it just gets life gets stressful and this pandemic is stressful and to expect ourselves to just continue to work out every single day and keep that up is is a lot to ask of ourselves. Mhm. Definitely. Um and so Jenna had mentioned like how mental health can really play a role in working out and so Danielle as someone who's studying mental health what does it look like for someone to have that healthy relationship with exercise so I think it's gonna look like a little bit different for everybody but what I think it comes down to is your intentions of why you are exercising so again like if you're exercising to punish your body I don't think that that's healthy at all um, some people can have a weight lo- a weight loss goal and work out and have a good mindset surrounding that. Um, so I think that can be healthy too, but that's kind of where it gets in like a gray area. Um, right now, I personally can't have weight loss goals and like keep up that healthy mindset. Um, but again, exercise shouldn't be a punishment. I think, it, like Jenna mentioned, if you're exercising to maintain your mental health, um, feel better, feel healthier, that sort of thing, like that's going to be a healthier reason to work out. Or if you just find something that you enjoy doing. Um, Some people love running, like I am not one of those people, (laughs) but some people do, and I love that for them. And (laughs) if they love to run every night after work and that's stress relief for them, then like by all means do that. (laughs) But yeah, I think it really comes down to like why you are choosing to work out and like what that intention is. Yeah, absolutely. And honestly, kind of to that point, I feel like, you know, because of so much of what we see, whether it's on TV, in the media, you know, on Instagram, Facebook, whatever, we kind of take, okay, the the formula to either losing weight, if that's your goal, awesome. But, you know, people yeah. are, it's like the formula to doing that is chicken and broccoli only and running 10 miles every single day. Mm -hmm. And it's just, I think we all get in this mindset of like, okay, well, at least I do. If I can't do that, then I'm not going to do anything Mm -hmm. because I'm not going to get that body or those results. And it's interesting because a lot of people I've started following on Instagram, like they preach, you know, flexible dieting lifestyle and stuff where it's more of what works for you. So it's not, these Mm -hmm. are the restrictions you can have. It's your body is made for a million different things that might be different than the person next to you. Um, And Mm -hmm. same with exercising. Running for me destroys my knees. So I probably shouldn't do that. Um, (laughs) So I think it's, it's hard when you see, you know, certain people and, you know, that you might look up to uh, or just, you know, on TV or celebrities doing all these different things to look a certain way. And that just wouldn't work for your body regardless of how much you did it. Mm Mm-hmm. Also, like, something that I've realized more recently is, like, every single body type 
like moving your body is a good thing. <laughs> so there are going to be like probably girls who are way more than I do who are in way better shape than I am physically and like girls who are much smaller than me who might be considered unhealthy like everybody can benefit from moving your body and like focusing on like you said Samantha like celebrating your body because you have the opportunity to and you can move and run and hike with your dog or whatever else um like why not do that for sure and Jenna how has your exercise routine changed since COVID and have you been exercising more to kind of like keep up your mental health or has it kind of fallen to the wayside? Honestly, it's kind of remained the same. Um, cause you know, going my intent right at the beginning of COVID, uh, we were moving into a new apartment. There was a gym in the apartment. I knew there would be literally no reason for me not to be able to get in the elevator, go upstairs and work out even for 30 minutes or whatever it was. So my plan was when we got here, that I was going to get into a better routine of that. And of course, the weekend we moved in here, um, our gym shut down, as did the rest of Orlando. So that kind of gave me an excuse to be like, well, if the gym's closed, what else can I do? And we can't really be outside and we can't do this and that. So for me, it's kind of uh, fallen by the wayside in that regard. But I've definitely been trying to, you know, I've changed jobs twice since January, you know, my mental health has kind of been all over the place because there've just been so many changes in my life mm -hmm. that I'm trying to find that like steady outlet of, you know, what can I do? Even creative ways to being active. Um, we bought long boards. We'll do that sometimes just trying to get outside and even walk. Um, but again, it is tough because, you know, even though we're in quarantine, you know, we're, we're probably working more because there's not that much else to do. So it's yeah. kind of, puts your time to be active and exercising, um, you know, in a limited space. But I would say it's been tough in the beginning, but it's given me a lot of time to think and try to work through a better plan in terms of what I can do to stay active throughout the week. Yeah, for sure. Um, is there anything else you wanted to talk about, Jenna, in relation to exercise or anything else Taylor Swift related? <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like we covered most of it. Um, yeah. I mean, if anybody is listening who hasn't listened to the album, please do. We need to keep her uh, number one on Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that is our episode for today. Rate, review, and subscribe if you like us. Can't wait to chat with you later on Can You Talk? Can You Talk is not a substitution for therapy or medical advice. If you need to speak with a licensed professional, please reach out to your doctor.